Hello, this is C.S. Punch, author of Serene Empowerment, Spiritual Solutions for Managing Stress. And in this episode, I'll be talking about what Serene Empowerment is, who it's for, the inspiration behind it, and why using holistic and spiritual methods to help with anxiety, stress, depression, etc. can be helpful and often a crucial part of the healing process. One thing I should make clear is that the serene empowerment process is not supposed to be a replacement for any medical treatment people may already be receiving for anxiety or anxiety-related conditions. The serene empowerment process can be used alongside treatment that you're already receiving. It's meant to be an accompaniment or complementary, a helpful addition to any treatment that someone may already be receiving. And of course, if you're not taking any medical treatment, it's fine to use the serene empowerment process as well. So with that, I'll start off with what serene empowerment is. As you may have guessed by now, it's a holistic and spiritual process for managing stress and alleviating anxiety. The serene empowerment process has been inspired by 12-step programs, such as the one pioneered by Alcoholics Anonymous. Instead of 12 steps, though, in the serene empowerment process, there are 12 stages. And I'll explain the difference in a little while. But before I get on to that, I want to talk a little bit about who the serene empowerment process is for. Anyone can benefit from the serene empowerment process. However, it's especially intended for people who experience anxiety and stress, which affects their ability to function at home, at work or socially. The 12 stages of serene empowerment can also be helpful for people who have conditions that are related to anxiety, such as depression, eating disorders, where there's a lot of anxiety around eating, food and body image. Perfectionism, where there's anxiety about not being good enough or letting people down. Worrying about other people's disapproval or how you're being perceived by others. And work addiction which is often referred to as workaholism. The 12 stages of serene empowerment can also be helpful for general workplace stress, for people who work in highly pressurised jobs, such as frontline or emergency situations, or any situation where you're required to be calm in a crisis in order to help others. As I've said, the serene empowerment process was inspired by the structure of the 12-step programs, although the content of the serene empowerment process is often significantly different. The first 12-step program, pioneered by Alcoholics Anonymous, was originally just six steps. These were, number one, we admitted that we were licked, that we were powerless over alcohol. Number two, we made a moral inventory of our defects or sins. Number three, we confessed or shared our shortcomings with another person in confidence. Number four, we made restitution to all those we had harmed by our drinking. Number five, we tried to help other alcoholics with no thought of reward in money or prestige. And number six, we prayed to whatever God we thought there was for power to practice these precepts. And these six steps were later broken down and expanded into 12 steps. As I said, although the 12 stages of serene empowerment are similar in format to the 12 steps, the content and context are somewhat different. For example, for perfectionists, people pleasers, 
people with performance anxiety or social anxiety, etc., it's probably not a good idea to focus on defects and sins because we may use it as an excuse to beat ourselves up or it may increase our self-consciousness around others or our sense of unworthiness. And for the same reason, there's also more of an emphasis on self-forgiveness in the 12 stages of serene empowerment. The first six stages of the serene empowerment program are about healing our relationship with ourself. And the next six stages, stages 7 to 12, concern, among other themes, our relationship with others. So why treat conditions like anxiety, depression, perfectionism or eating disorders as if they're addictions? Particularly as we normally define the addiction or addictive behaviours as having a compulsive need for a habit-forming substance like alcohol, nicotine or heroin, for example. And we also may define addiction as having a compulsive need to perform a particular activity such as gambling, online gaming or shopping in order to get some kind of high. And we don't normally define anxiety as addiction because it's not a guilty pleasure or any kind of pleasure at all really. It doesn't bring us to a high and there's no short-lived payoff. However, we can also define an addiction as something that we just can't stop doing, no matter how hard we may try. So if we can't stop worrying or having anxious thoughts, for example, then in that sense, anxiety can be described as a kind of addiction. And just as our body becomes accustomed to the taste and flavour of certain foods and craves more of the same, our body also becomes accustomed to the taste and flavour of certain thoughts, feelings and moods, even those that we view as being negative. The body-mind complex can become addicted to certain feelings pleasurable or painful, and then the cells of the body cry out to be fed with more of that emotion. So why have I called it 12 stages and not 12 steps? Well, let's look at the difference between steps, states and stages. Steps are like instructions. They can make up a formula or a recipe. You follow each step and hopefully attain a successful outcome. A state of mind is usually temporary or fleeting. For example, you can be in a peaceful state of mind for a few days when you're on holiday or on a retreat. Then when you get back home and have to return to work, you may enter an anxious state of mind, which may last until the weekend when you have a couple of days off. I see stages as being more permanent. A stage can be described as an understanding that you come to embody as a continual, ongoing way of being, rather than a temporary mood or state of mind. The 12 stages aims to bring about sustainable transformation. The titles of each stage are like truth statements. I don't really mean truth statement in the legal sense, as in a signed document. Let me give you an example of one of the truth statements for serene empowerment. Here's one of the shorter ones. It's for stage four and it states, we recognise that what we think creates our perception and therefore our experience of reality. The truth statements for the 12 stages are not instructions or steps in the sense of being a recipe for success. 
They're also not really affirmations. They're more like realisations that you move into as you progress at each stage of development. And it's not a linear process, really. It's more cyclical. Truth statements can be described as something that we already know to be true or that we're committed to bringing into our experience. And finally, why use holistic and spiritual methods to deal with stress and anxiety? Well, the 12-stage serene empowerment process isn't affiliated with any specific religion and it's not a religious process. However, it is a spiritual program in the holistic sense. This is spirituality in the sense of having a deep connection with the natural source of our being. And the natural source of our being is the part of our consciousness that existed before we were born and that will continue to exist after our body has expired. Just as we have a physical, emotional and mental part of the self, we also have to include our spiritual self as part of who we are. We often forget that. This essential, original, spiritual self has never been hurt, never been scared, never been traumatised and can be a reservoir of wisdom and healing when we learn how to connect with it. We have many barriers within our physical body. We erect many blocks with regard to our emotional feelings and we especially have a lot of barriers in relation to our thinking and our perceptions and this expresses itself and manifests as our beliefs, opinions, prejudices and judgments. And so connecting with our essential original spiritual self, which has the power to accept and transcend everything, in connecting with this spiritual self, we learn how to dismantle gently the blocks and barriers that obstruct our confidence and our well-being. Just as we need to nourish our bodies, we need our spiritual resources to nourish our minds and give us an innate sense of well-being. When we ignore or neglect the spiritual part of ourselves, we're starving our physical, mental and emotional parts because we're ignoring the most important part, the spiritual part that gives us strength, power, innate wisdom and inner healing. So in the next episode, I'll give an overview of stages one to six of the serene empowerment process, going into more detail. If you'd like to get more information about the 12 stages of serene empowerment, you can read the book, Serene Empowerment, Spiritual Solutions for Managing Stress. It's available in online bookstores, including Amazon, in both paperback and ebook formats. Parts one and two provide an in-depth introduction to the 12 stages, and part three is all about applying the principles of serene empowerment to our lives with daily reflections, exercises, and guided visualizations. It's a guide to engaging with the 12 stages of serene empowerment throughout the course of our day-to-day lives, focusing on one theme a week and just one topic within that theme each day. So you don't have to memorize everything as you already have a handy daily guide within the book and just one idea to reflect upon which can guide you through the day. I hope you found this helpful. If you'd like more of the same, please subscribe to this podcast. And for more information about Serene Empowerment, 
visit my website, sereneempowerment.co.uk. Thanks for listening.